and welcome to the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Paula and I'm here with Charlotte for our review of our recent event, Virtually Limitless. So you may have joined us on the day. If not, there is a replay available, but I'll be putting all the links in the show notes. So let's get over to the show. As the founder of the Landscaper Circle and the Limitless Landscapers podcast, I am here to help you get more money, time and freedom to make your life and business truly limitless. Through my experiences as the owner of a garden design and landscaping business and through tried and tested methods, if you want help with the marketing, managing and growing of your business, then you are in the right place. If you are a landscaper, garden designer, horticultural business or a supplier to the industry, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. So, welcome to the show. And this week, we are talking about Virtually Limitless. Now, some of you will know what Virtually Limitless was, but for those of you who don't, it's a yearly event that we run at the Landscaper Circle. It's called Virtually Limitless, and its aim is to inspire, motivate, and educate all professionals that are in the landscaping industry. So that's anyone who is a garden designer, landscaper, or has a horticultural business or suppliers to the industry. So this year we had quite a lineup of speakers. We had Mark Gregory himself from Landform. So that was pretty awesome. Most of you will know him. He's quite a legend in the industry. Then we also had Neville Wright, who sold Kitty Care for over 70 million. So he was a huge speaker to have. And lots of people said they were absolutely stunned by his story. Um, And in between, we have myself and Charlotte delivering some educational pieces, some inspirational pieces. We had a great panel talk with Neville Stein, Capability Charlotte and Nordland Landscapes, as well as myself and Char. And finally, we had Miles on to talk about getting things done. So on a whole, it was quite a packed event, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we decided we were going bigger and better this year. And I think we definitely achieved that, not just in terms of the awesome lineup. I mean, we had great speakers last year, but we managed to get some like Neville, who's outside the industry. And also just in terms of the event itself, we'll run through it all in a minute, but we were able to offer a lot of different things that we hadn't the year before because we tried new systems and things like that. So it was really, really cool. Yeah, and it meant we could also increase our sponsors as well. So we have more sponsors this year, which was great for everybody involved so yeah let's dig in so we are reviewing the event so after every event after every launch anything that we ever do at TLC we take our own advice and do a report so in this report we looked at marketing that was ahead of the event successes where we could improve next time how the event actually went so not just in terms of obviously the amazing speakers but technical things any feedback we've had from people and then after the event so Paula is promoting the replay. You can purchase the replay on the Landscaper Circle website, which the links will be in the show notes. Is there any after sales of that? We sent out a survey today to all attendees. So what have they got to say? And obviously we don't have that yet because we sent it out today as we were recording this. But those are the sorts of things we monitor and then look at an overall summary for the event. Yeah, and I think it's important for you guys to note because for us, this was a major event. But for you guys, it might just be a campaign you're running or a sale or you're sending out an email for the first time you want to review the response to that. Mm. So even if you might think, well, I'm not going to be running a big event, this applies to all your marketing and business endeavors, really. So if you launch a new product or a new service, 
you can review that again any marketing avenue you do you constantly review and tweak and amend so it's just a reminder really of what you guys need to do on a regular basis mm. across what you're offering yourself as well I know for Paula's design and landscaping business, there's a monthly report which goes through all of the marketing, any ads that are running, that sort of thing. And I know that there's an annual one and I've had a look at the stats and I know Paula's going to be sharing some of them with you on the blog. So it's really interesting. And yeah, it should be done with everything. Most of the systems as well give you an overview. You don't have to do lots of calculations or things like that, but it's just looking at what you need to know. And some of what's in this report will apply to your general marketing as well. So let's start off with ahead of the event. So we've done social media ahead of the event, we did emails ahead of the event, and we did Facebook ads. So starting off with emails, so we have a pretty engaged list at the Landscaper Circle of amazing people inside the industry. And what I got Mia to find for me is the top three emails for open and clicks to the website. So opens is how many people have opened the email. Any email system you're using, whether it's MailChimp, Send in Blue, Active Campaign, Squarespace email systems within that. They will give you a percentage, like 50% of the people opened the email. And they will also tell you how many people clicked, or they might give you what is called a click rate, which again is a percentage saying like 1% of people click through to the links you've put in the email. Now, what's really interesting is to look at the content of those emails because it can inform future campaigns. So for us, the top three emails, um, advertising virtually limitless, was one that was called Mark Gregory wants to talk with you. Your inspiration is inside was number two. And then three was, here's my exact strategy to getting clients. So both one and two were related to our inspirational speakers. Mark Gregory for the focus of one. The second one was one that featured Mark, Paula and Neville Wright. And then the third one was where Paula was discussing her brochure strategy and how she uses that digital marketing. So social media, things like that. And basically at Virtually Limitless, I did a talk going through exactly through that strategy and how you can create your own to attract clients. And so it's really interesting for you Paul and you can talk on this on future events with that information knowing for marketing next year yeah I think what it highlights is the fact that Mark Gregory is quite a pull for us so it's looking for more inspirational speakers of his caliber I think people relate to him as well again something to bear in mind for future events and also the fact that people are interested in automated marketing options where you set it up once and it's done. So it saves you time. And it's also not going to impact if we go into another busy period going into next year, you're not going to have to take time off to implement the marketing is essentially what people got from your talk, I think a lot. Yeah, it runs while you're not working on it, it yeah. stays bringing those clients in. And I think that was one of the pulls. But I also think as well, anything that we did, and that's kind of highlighted further on in the report, anything we did that strongly related to Paula's own experience or this is me giving you x from my own business that also did very well and I think again it's that relatability but also the fact that as with everything in TLC it's all come from experience it's all tried and tested yeah and I think that's what I wanted to get across for this event as well why the landscape circle is different from other coaches support groups etc everyone has their place and our uniqueness is the fact that 
I have got a lot of experience in the landscape industry. Everything we create via the training, via the templates, is all what we have used in our business that has had some level of success. It's also something that I've worked on over the past 11 years. And we are, or I am, in the landscaping industry. I do have a design and landscaping business, and I'm still on a journey. So I think, yes, we are created for landscapers by a landscaper. And it's not just me, you've also got Mike as well, that we pull a lot of knowledge from him. And he's also part of TLC. So that's our uniqueness, really. And I think that showed through what worked from the report. So to put things in perspective, the top email had 15 unique link clicks. Now we also, as well as the top three, did the bottom three. Bottom three, the lowest had five unique link clicks, which by any standards is still a great email. Five people were still clicking to the website. But we use this again to inform future marketing. The bottom one was talking about getting more stuff done and how Paula and Miles have worked together. The other one was about the Educate panel. And then the other one was about Neville, how Neville sold Kitty Care for 70 million. Now, what I find really interesting about that is the education was towards the lower end, which is exactly what Paula was talking about in one of the top ones about her brochure strategy. But the messaging's different. And again, with Neville being in the bottom three, he was one of the top three in another email that we'd sent out. But again, it's the messaging was different. I think it's going back to your message that you're trying to get out to your ideal clients. And again, you can apply this to your business. Maybe you've sent an email using the same image about the same things. So say we were talking about Neville Wright in both emails, but the, the way we worded it and the message we were trying to get across was different in both, one ranked higher than the other. So it is worth noting that when you are doing campaigns and stuff, particularly if you were doing ad campaigns, for instance, only changing one thing at a time. So you can really work out whether it's the message, whether it's the image or something else that's not working. Yeah, because in the top three, Neville featured as part of the Inspire panel and we spoke about all the panellists. But then in the one that didn't do so well, it was purely him. But I think that was maybe because we were talking about a group of people, some of which were well known within the industry. And I think that's part of the different messaging. And that's why, as you say, there was that difference. But even in things like MailChimp and everything that you normally use, say you're sending out a newsletter, why not test a different subject line? So one could be we're the most expensive landscaper in the area. And the other one could be why are we so expensive? And just see which one gets better open rates and continue testing. So it doesn't take two seconds just to do that. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's also quite interesting. Another theory I've got on the Neville Wright reasoning is some people might not have known of him before. I know of him just purely from being part of a mastermind where he did a couple of talks in the group. And I found him completely inspirational. But before then, I didn't really know anything about him. I knew of Kitty Care, of course, but I never knew who he was and what he'd done and what his journey was. And it's also quite interesting interesting the educate panel and, and the speakers from outside of the industry so Miles and Neville Wright got lower click rates however when there was a conversation on the event people were loving both their sessions so we had a little bit of feedback via the chat which was basically after Neville's but people were like stunned best speaker really enjoyed that had a few messages on my phone from people saying oh my god how amazing same with miles people were like wow i can see this working for me this actual education piece being able to be implemented in my business and actually helping me so it's quite interesting 
I think just yeah. they were well received despite initially not being a big draw for people to come to the and event. And I think that we had that last year as well. Last year we had various inside and outside the industry speakers. Yeah. And again, outside the industry never really performed as well as inside. And I think it's because people don't know them. But actually, we know that they're great, which is why we've included them. And they were really great on the day. Oh, it's, it's quite interesting because I think our industry is very much like that. We don't look to outside mm. of the industry. So really big hitters like big players, people with inspirational stories or interesting things they can teach us um, unless they're inside the industry. And I think that's a big thing that is kind of change. Yeah, because... Yeah. Because actually, I think as well, in the show notes, we'll link to there's a podcast episode we did called Three Things We Hate About the Industry. And I'm pretty sure that comes up in that. I think um, it did, yeah. Because if it's if there's a new marketing thing or something we're talking about, because it's not the done thing in the industry, it's then like people write it off in their minds. Yeah, not not the done thing. I think that's mm. why we're here to change things like that. So Exactly. And that's what TLC brings. So let's quickly talk about Facebook ads. There's not a lot on this. So in total, we spent nearly £300 on Facebook ads and we had 94 website clicks. Now, I can't track because of the Facebook pixel and the gloriousness of it, because I don't have the event software's URL domain. I couldn't actually track as if I was able to on the website, how many people signed up directly. So I don't know for sure how many people signed up directly from those Facebook ads. When you're doing something with your Facebook ads, you'll be directing them to your own website So you'll be able to know when they've purchased something or they've filled out the contact form or they've clicked your phone number. But because I was sending it to an external website, I couldn't. However, I do know because I was retargeting people who'd visited the website, it did pick up that a purchase was made as a member. Actually, we got a member from that campaign. They were aware of us. And so even if no one signed up for Virtually Limitless, it was still worth it. Yeah, 100%. Also, it gave us um, some insight into what Facebook ads were, what resonated with people who are our ideal client. We wanted to get in. And I think, again, it's all about testing, testing, testing. So if you are looking to delve into Facebook ads, that's something you need to bear in mind. You will have to test and you will have to spend money in order to test things that might not actually work that well at the beginning. By the way, guys, with an average of a pound a click is really good right now. We were averaging like three, four pound per click on previous campaigns. So this was really good. And I was really actually excited seeing the stats because there were a load of link clicks. And it was really interesting to me because with, as Paula was saying, the creatives, and then we had social posts scheduled. We had the Facebook ad graphics and videos. And actually on a number of occasions, I went, Paula, this is doing really well on Facebook ads. We need to post this normally and vice versa. Or this is doing really well normally. Do that. So if you want to get your social media and know what people want, maybe do a Facebook ad, chuck, you know, a bit of money at it and see what works and what doesn't. Yeah, it's good information to inform your other marketing. And then talking about social media, so we had top three social posts for engagement rate. So that is whether they've liked, commented, shared, click the link in bio. This is where they've engaged. And the highest one was at 1.37%. And that was us on the day. The second one was a lineup of our speakers and the third one was about Mark Gregory. And I'm going to go through these really quickly. Top three for reach. So the number of people we reached. Inspire panel. Interestingly, the second one for reach was my one where it was when you tell me you don't know how to get quality clients online and it's a little gif of someone going, no, let me do it um, over to the computer. And then the third one was again us live on the day. 
And the top three posts for Link Clicks were one, Mark Gregory, two, Virtually Limitless Inspire panel, and three, Mark Gregory. What a shocker! What surprise, people, <laughs> surprise. You might even listen to this podcast or see this podcast and go, I didn't even know I was going to be on this podcast, but his name's been mentioned about 50 times already. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it shows, this is why we find these reports so interesting, because it does show you what's working what people are interested in and ultimately informs the future. 100%. And I think what was also interesting on Mark Gregory's talk, he did teach us about how we made a little bit of a blip on the new technology as Mm. in not knowing how to let speakers in on the day. So that also comes back to, to Mark because he was the first speaker on. So we had a few technical blips, which we got over very quickly. But again, it's just about even when you do a run through, don't think it's going to go smoothly on the day. We'd done run throughs. We checked how to get speakers on, but we hadn't thought about how other speakers would be trying to click the link. So via what software, basically, i.e. Chrome. Yes, basically, I had done a pre-sweep. So with any system, there's always like a thousand knowledge articles or like help information. And I thought I'd scoured everything for everything that the speakers could need. But what I didn't find out was that they needed to be on Chrome or Firefox internet browser. So Mark called us up and he was like, I can't get on, the link's not working. And it turns out he didn't have a supported internet browser to run because it just opened up a new internet, which we thought was like, yes, it's really easy. We're going to have no problems. Obviously you do. We were fine on the day. We said to all of our attendees, look, it's a brand new software for us. And although we've done a test run and everyone was very lovely and understanding. And once we knew that, the thing is, again, taking action, we messaged Mia and said, please email all further speakers and let them know they need to have Chrome or Firefox. And then from that, yeah. that point onwards, we didn't have any issues per se with people actually getting on the link. So that was a lesson learned. And again, for future, we know that when we email speakers, we've got to include that on there. Yeah, I think as with anything that you do for the first time, don't get down about anything that goes wrong. um, And don't beat yourself up because ultimately, you can iron stuff out and just improve on it going further. Yeah, I mean, this is very specific to the event itself and how it went. But Out of those that registered for a ticket, 78% turned out live on the day, which is really amazing. Because obviously with the ticket, you get access to the replays. And last year we actually had a number that was a lot lower that turned up for the actual live event, which I think we were blessed by the weather as Neville Wright then emailed and said, because it was chucking it down. So we did have that bonus this year. So overall, I think it was a fantastic event. Yeah, I think it was as well. From the chat itself, obviously we haven't got the survey results back, but from the chat, everyone said it was more interactive. It was live video sessions, which we took on feedback from previous year when it was pre-recorded. And again, if you get feedback from clients, if you do surveys, you can use SurveyMonkey for free. They're really good for getting testimonials, but also feedback for how you can improve in the future. And it may be setting up some automated emails or things like that. So yeah, it was a great event. I certainly enjoyed myself. The attendees that attended on the day had a great time. All of them also stayed to the end, didn't they? A high percentage. Yes, yeah. yeah. So the average um, session duration was like over five hours. And I think the event was only six hours. So that was really good. And obviously we had a lunch break in between. So if they turned off for the lunch break, then that, that counts for that as well. But 
people were networking. I saw people on the expo booths, video chatting with our sponsors. So that was really awesome to see as well. Yeah, I think that was a cool bit of kit, actually. The fact that you could network with other attendees and also have interactions with sponsors via video link, which, well, I just thought was amazing. If you didn't, so that was really cool. And yeah, like I say, get a ticket. You can buy the replay. It's available on our shop. The link is in the show notes. I really urge you to because it's a perfect watch between now and when you come back from a Christmas break into the new year to inspire you, to motivate you, and most importantly, to help you take action to make next year even better than this year. Check that out, replay in the show notes, you can buy from our shop. If you have any other questions, whether it's about the event or TLC itself, or how we can help and support you, just get in touch, info at thelandscapercircle.co.uk, or give us a call the old fashioned way on 02381 800 108. And that's it for this week. I will see you on next week's episode. Bye. Bye.